Welcome to season six of the Black Heels and Tractor Wheels podcast brought to you by us in Real Women New Zealand. This season on the podcast, we are interviewing the OGs, the badass ladies of the agricultural world, the ones who, in my case, you might see at a conference, get all nervous and flustered, you might embarrass yourself in front of them because they're that amazing. The theme of this season is the big stuff. The juicy topics, like how they got into leadership positions, what it means to be a CEO, how you add value around a board table, and has the agricultural industry actually changed? Does it even like females? All these things and more this season, and these ladies do not hold back. Look, we would love to hear from you, and even more, we would love for you to sign up as a member of Rural Women New Zealand. So check us out on our socials. Give us a Google, hit the join button and help us make more of a difference for rural women across New Zealand. Lindley, tell us a little bit about yourself in the sense of um, your background and why you are who you are. What what are the founding values or your founding experiences that have shaped you to be who you are today? Yeah, goodness. Okay. Uh, so, well, uh, first and foremost, I am a sheep and beef farmer in the Wairarapa. Um, my husband and I have uh, a business called Spring Valley Enterprises, and we're farming 2,400 hectares right along the Tarador Ranges in the Wairarapa. So extremely wet at the moment, like a lot of the country, but that that uh, probably, probably defines who I am actually quite a bit too, is being able to... Um, muck about in as much rain and as much mud and uh, muck as you like. So probably some of um, my really core values uh, that I was probably brought up with, we could go all that way back, was honesty. That was probably one of the really big things that if you, if you didn't tell the truth, um, you were in a lot of trouble as a kid. And and I hold my kids really strongly to that and, and the people around me. I need to be able to trust people around me. You know, we're working in an industry that, uh, you know, the media can get hold of so quickly and, and we can be dragged down so quickly. So we need to be able to trust what people are telling us. Uh, we need to be able to trust ourselves and what we're learning and what we're understanding. So that's probably a really... Yeah, probably one of the fundamentals actually in my life. There's, there's some big things, aren't there? And particularly, I think, in the agriculture sector as well, those really classic core values are so important for a myriad of reasons which you've outlined, but also when you're really remote and isolated, yeah. even more so. You've got you've to really hone in on, on what's really important and what makes the team tick. So with your, with your career as such, can you just give us a bit of a, a history, an overview, a very brief history on like where did you start out and uh, how did you get to you know, Spring Valley as it is today? Gosh, brief. You asked me to be brief. I don't know that I can be brief on this one. So, well, I was born and bred a farm girl, okay? So I, I'm actually six generations um, on one of the farms that Matt and I actually own. So, so I, you know, I've been born, bred, grass-fed in, into the, the industry. And I, I uh, was actually probably, well, I was a little kid in the 80s. And we were taught back then, you know, that times were pretty tough and farming was pretty tough. Um, and, and my mother obviously uh, often encouraged us not to go into agriculture. I was one of three girls. Uh, so I quickly, um, at the age of about 17, wasn't enjoying my last year of high school and uh, 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 began a hairdressing apprenticeship, actually. So I spent 20 years in the hairdressing and beauty industry. 
for the last 11 of that, I actually owned my own salon. So during uh, the boys while they were little, um, that was a really big part of our lives, but it was also a good part of our uh, financial well-being that I had to work as well as you know it, uh, support the farming business. I had uh, to bring in an income uh, at the same time from something completely off the farm. Probably six, seven years ago now, I became a little bit unwell and um, I couldn't hairdress anymore. So um, it was back to, to being full-time on the farm. And at that stage, um, we were looking for a lot of growth opportunities and the farm was um, getting bigger and I couldn't juggle both. Well, actually couldn't juggle three things from family, uh, farm business, salon business. So it was a really good time for me just to come back, be back full time on the farm, work on that. And from there, um, the farm has just grown and we've just uh, met. And I, when I say we, I mean Matt and I, uh, we've just formed a really, really tight, cohesive partnership. We were often actually moving in quite opposite directions um, when I was working on my own business. So we weren't very um, united and we probably weren't uh, performing as well as we could um, but having us both together on the, the farm has been really successful for us it's been a great partnership. I love that sense of being a cohesive partnership but one of the things I really wanted to um, pick up on um, early on is your what I can see anyway is that you have quite a way um, about being Kind of at the forefront of the industry like we looked on beef and lamb and all of your videos and <laughs> advice are, are across that so one of the things i wanted to talk a bit about is like one why you take that position in the industry why you desire to take that position and also two what things um are you seeing in terms of being able to leverage that knowledge um in terms of growing your businesses yeah well first and foremost um uh, putting ourselves out there to be um, leaders in the industry was was yeah, I don't know it was very challenging at the start, and um, but it was also very re rewarding. We had a lot of great ideas. Uh, we needed um, expertise and inputs from um, you know industries like Beef and Lamb New Zealand to help us grow those ideas and those thoughts. Um, but at the same time, we learned that other people actually wanted to to learn those things at the same time. So we weren't afraid at putting ourselves out there. Um, both Matt and I are fairly confident at public speaking. Uh, we were probably quite confident in our knowledge. Uh, we do our research. We own our opinions. Uh, we don't back down from, um, you know, constructive criticism or feedback we'll own that we take it all on board so I guess in a way yeah, just being confident confident with what you're doing uh, and what you know was a big part of that leadership and leaning into that it was also um, a really good way for us to give back to the industry uh, so many people had given to us um, you know we wouldn't be here if it weren't for a lot of people that uh, surrounded us and supported us right back when we were 24 and 25 and buying our first um, bit of dirt. So yeah, giving back is really, really important to us. So touching on that cohesive partnership comment that you made, what does that mean and why is that important? I think for, for Matt and I, uh, we both have very, very supporting roles in the business. Matt often jokes that he works on uh, the income 
and I work on expenditure and, and he always says that so long as he's working harder than I am, we should just be fine, you know, we should be all right. But in all seriousness, I think he has a lot of skills that I don't have and I have a lot of skills that he doesn't have. So by being uh, really in tune with each other and each other's skills and strengths and weaknesses, because we have those two, that actually really brings us together in a in a strong, yeah, cohesive partnership. Yeah, that's pretty much in a nutshell what that sort of looks like for us. Like the cohesive partnership must be super important to growing. So tell us about the farm journey because I can imagine having that, you know, being on the same track and having to make that decision from when you are owning the salon to where you are now and um, really working in with Matt and going on the same journey must it must be key to your success in expanding your operations. Yeah, so uh, we bought a, a Spring Valley. So what we call our, our home farms is where we are now. It's where, where the, the magic happens. In 2002, uh, we weren't even married. We were engaged, but not even married. And the opportunity came up and, and we grabbed it. At that stage, we both knew that we didn't want to work for other people for very much longer. We were 24 and 25. So we knew both deep down that we actually wanted our own our own um, piece of dirt. We wanted our own business. We wanted to, um, you know, grow and expand our own skills. Uh, so that's pretty much how it started. We both had um, very strong ideas and very strong opinions, and we both still do, to be perfectly honest. And they didn't always see eye to eye, but it's a matter of being able to bring those together and compromise and find a find a common ground in the middle. Yes, we both had the support of both our farming families around us as well, and they managed to, you know, kick our butts at times and keep us on the straight and narrow. I'd love to talk to you a little bit about leadership and um, how you have been able to um empower and support women in your district so as i understand it you founded the wider up rural women incorporated so that was i believe a discussion group talking about strengthening agribusiness um bringing women together who are partners in their own businesses and i obviously here at rural women we're always in like interested in how that works so i'd love to hear the story of that and um why you set it up and um what that does for the community. Yeah, so I was lucky enough um, to be doing one of the Agri-Women's Development um, Courses First Steps. It was the very first one. I was really, really lost. This is when I had just wrapped up hairdressing. I didn't know where my skills fully would sit inside of Spring Valley as the farming business. Um, so I went on one of the, the AWDT courses and on that was another really good friend of mine, Ellie Cranswick, and another one, Lucy Thornycroft. And once we finished that course, we actually sort of we had a coffee probably one day and we went, you know, what's next? We need something else. We were all in a similar position. Um, Ellie was a um, agri-consultant um, in Masterton here and Lucy was in a similar sort of situation to me and just starting out in her agri-journey as well and had little kids and we both thought there's got to be something else but it, we needed it to have um, some soft skills and we needed it to have some practical skills, we needed it to work around our businesses, our children, 
our um, families. Uh, so we came up with this idea that we would um, bring together rurally connected women in the, the Wairarapa. Uh, and from that, we developed a purpose. Uh, and our purpose was basically to strengthen agribusiness um, through rurally connected women. So that could be women on the farm, it could be agri-rural professionals, didn't, didn't really matter. Um, but we wanted to um, encourage learning, encourage development and leadership. Uh, we needed to build um, trust, friendship, and um, lots of opportunities, basically, for people to grow and to do what they could within their businesses and within their skill sets. So that's pretty much how it started. Uh, we've been going now, gosh, uh, we could be, we're about eight, nine years now. Um, we keep going from strength to strength. I think we've got about 50 52 current members. They do come and go because we have babies and and people, you know, leave different roles and things and it changes. But that's what we're all about. We're all about just come and go as you please and, yeah, going from there really. So you wear a lot of hats, clearly. Yes. So you've got this, <laughs> you've got the farming business, you've got a family. Um, I understand your, your sons are now teenagers. Yes. Um, how is that yep. going? Teenage life. <laughs> Teenage life is great. I love it. I do. I truly, honestly love it. So our eldest son, Alexander, he's 18. Um, he's left home now and he's in his second year of a cadetship at Smedley Station. And our youngest son is 16, he's year 11. And he's, he, they're amazing. They, man, they keep us on our toes and they keep us young. And yeah, they're pretty cool. That's cool. Really cool it's awesome. <laughs> I've got yeah. something to look forward to then. Um, do being being in the in the trenches a little bit at the moment. <laughs> oh, the um, trenches are tough, but it gets better. Believe me, it really does. Yeah, I'm starting to yeah. see glimpses of light at the end, which is which is really nice. Um, well, so, so one of those hats that you wear is uh, on the judging side of things, from what I understand. Do you want to tell us a little yeah. bit about um, the Zander? Okay, the Zander McDonald Award. Um, that's uh, it's a real passion for me. That's um, one of those little things in your life that gives you all the all the warm feels, right? So. Um, Zander McDonald was uh, the late Zander McDonald. Um, he was tragically killed in a, a farm accident in Australia about ten years ago now. So the Zander McDonald Award um, was founded in his his memory. Uh, he was really instrumental in uh, the uh, success of the beef industry in Australia and um, promoting and supporting. Um, young people and mentoring young people in the, the agri sector in Australia. It was also incorporated in New Zealand because we had a, a really amazing um, farming group called the Platinum Primary Producers Group uh, and it was a culmination of New Zealand and Australian um, sort of movers and shakers I guess industry you could say. So it was it was uh, uh, brought together by um, a lot of great minds in that that group. Judging side of it that uh, yeah, that came out of the blue. I was um, phoned by um, the then chief executive at the time, Richard Rains, and uh, yeah, he just asked me if I'd be interested in being on the judging panel. Um, Matt and I had hosted a lot of the, the previous winners on the farm and we'd also been um, heavily involved in coordinating the mentor trip, which is um, goes between New Zealand and Australia, so we organised the New Zealand side of it. Uh, and we just, yeah, I don't know, we just loved it and yeah, they just approached me and said, how about 
um, having a crack at being on the judging panel and I've done that for four years now and it's incredible. I love it. Getting to meet all of the bright young minds in New Zealand agriculture, that's um, it's a pretty awesome thing. And, you know, when you say, like, it's your passion teaching and, and supporting young people to get into the industry, it's something that's just super, super important. Um, and I'm interested in your perspective on this because fundamentally yep Santa McDonald's around um growing young leaders um what do you think is a good leader what what does it mean to you what do you think you would like to be or you are and what things do you see in other people that you really admire being a good leader is is um it's not only you know we don't know everything um we might think we know everything but as as people it doesn't matter how long you've been in an industry or how long you've been on the planet we're always learning and we're always developing and 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 good leaders are always doing that as well we know when we need to step up we know when we need to go out and seek support for ourselves as well as um giving support to those to those who have asked us for it yeah i just think we never we never stop learning and never stop developing and that's a huge part of the agri industry because we've got so much technology being thrown out of at us and so many rules and regulations now so we've always got to be taking that on board but understanding when we take that on board um, to help those um, who, who possibly are struggling with with some of these things that are thrown at us yeah the thing about leadership I guess is that it's okay not to have all the answers because leadership evolves depending on your circumstances right and and the, the situation that you're in so uh, that's been one of the key themes that we've found as we've talked to a lot of these, um, we're calling them the OGs or the, the badass bosses um, <laughs> oh, yeah. in the agri space, right? Is, is as circumstances have changed, the way that you lead people and lead yourself has to change as well and adapt to those current circumstances or scenarios or the, the, the particular challenge that's thrown its way. So there's something to be said for always wanting to learn. Absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, Matt and I have been working on this on ourselves at the moment, a, a bit of personal development. We've been doing the um, Good to Great course and um, we have our own mentors and things. And we are we're in our mid forties now. And so all of our all of our um, farm team are, are under 30. And there's more of them than there are of us, right? So we have to look inwards and we have to look at ourselves and go, okay. So we need to change to keep up with those guys. They're asking us for more technology. They're asking us for, you know, this and that, and they're coming to us with ideas, and we need to take those on board because what we did yesterday isn't what we'll be doing next week. You know, it can change. And so we're, we're really looking inwards at ourselves and hoping that that we can yeah, use those guys and their, their um, you know, their initiative and their passion and foster their goals and their dreams you know beside ours that's really cool that you're doing mentoring and you're investing in pd yeah that's um but like leadership it's ongoing right um like i said earlier we don't we don't know everything it doesn't matter um you know what skills you've got we, we're always developing and that sort of stuff and one of the hardest things about having a farm business we didn't go into farming to to manage people we went into farming to manage land and environment and animals and you know the 
a business um, but with that as you get bigger and you grow and you develop comes team and employees um, and that takes a lot of learning it's not something that came naturally to Matt or I and, and we, we understood that we probably weren't the greatest bosses right off the bat I'll be pretty honest about it but we've learned and we've developed and we've changed and that's a good thing it's positive positive. and I think um, it's awesome that you can recognize that too because I think plenty of people go out there and go we're the boss listen to us and you know one of the things I'm interested in um, from you and your perspective is given that you do hold um, a really well-respected role in a few different parts of um, the sector, what are your thoughts around the future of agriculture? Um, what might be coming for us, where our opportunities are, um, and how we can all be successful in future? Right now, it's pretty obvious times are tough. So uh, the, the short term, I think those who um, tighten their belt and tighten it fast are probably going to come out the other side of this little little rough patch that we're in at the moment um, in a better space and they'll be able to yeah, just be in the box seat basically and, and, and just get into the next steps. Um, I think opportunities will come out of this, this really hard stuff for some people. Looking further afield, we're always going to need food, right? We're always going to need um, to nourish and um, feed our, our bodies and the world. Uh, let's face it, New Zealand has uh, the most incredible, diverse agri-sector and uh, we, we need to showcase that to the world. And I think we're doing that better and better all the time. In the, in the long term, I'm pretty confident that I'll be seeing, you know, probably even my grandchildren uh, still in, in this industry. Yeah, it's it's pretty challenging right now, isn't it? So um, I, I love all the points that you've just made. And so I guess, Lindley, the, the question is, what's what's in line for you going forward, you personally? What are you looking to do, achieve? Like if we're talking to Lindley in 10 years, what do you think she might look like? Gosh, 10 years time. Okay, in 10 years, I, gosh, I still want to be farming. <laughs> Not done yet, that's for sure. <laughs> Even though my, I think our boys are starting to look at us and think, you know, come on, mum and dad, off you go. You know, start stepping aside. Um, I think it's funny, I'm really, really content um, with my life. Um, I'm, I'm content with what I've achieved. I'm content with what I'm achieving. Um, I would, for our business, I really want to have a long-term, uh, sustainable, uh, profitable business that could uh, support the next generation and even, even the next one. Um, I, I get a real kick out of um, the environmental work that we've been working on here at Spring Valley and, and in 10 years time I'd like to be able to walk through some of those eco corridors and these trees will be you know two or three times the size of me and I'll be able to say I planted that, I grew that, I made that amazing space. Um, yeah I just I think I just yeah, I just want to be happy, I want to keep doing what I'm doing with um, the women, uh, uh, rural women in, in the Wairarapa. Yeah, I think one of the other big box tickers for me would be um, some travel. We, we were pretty broke when we were young and borrowed our, our first millions. Uh, so we haven't done a lot of overseas travel. So if I was being a little bit spoiled, I would say that would be something that, that Lindley's going to go out there and do. She's going to see the world. I love that, yes. 
I think, and I think too, everybody's sort of rushing out at the moment to go traveling because we've been all in lockdowns and things for the last couple of years. So it's definitely a little bit more attractive. But um, I think we're probably, yeah, we're, we're probably out of time. Um, and thank you so much for um, your insight. Um, it's just so cool to hear you fizzing about the industry, about your part in it, um, about how you're growing and learning and, and always doing so and um, looking after the people that work with you as well as the other women in, in your area as well. So we just love that and, yeah, we're going to celebrate it as well. Um, so thank you so much for joining us tonight. Yeah, thank you're, you. You're very welcome. My pleasure and, and thanks for getting in touch, you guys. It's been great to chat. Well, that was it. That's the podcast. That's us for today. We hope you enjoyed the yarns and please do let us know if you have any comments or questions. We would love to hear from you. Look, it really does make all the difference. Please hit the button to follow us, like the podcast, click on the button to join as a member of Rural Women New Zealand. We promise you, you'll have some fun.